Jesus ah. Christ, you people suck. Wow. First episode of N4D Radio for 2013. Uh, this is episode 274 for the week of January 7, 2013. Uh, with us right now, I have the Gambus Khan. Greetings, programs. Uh, and also joining us right now, it's just, yeah, the Wombat. Let's see if we can get him in here. He's a coming. There he is. It's the wombat. Maybe. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. I had it on mute because I'm in the middle of an allergy attack, so I'm sneezing like a fiend. Okay, well, we we just started, so. Oh, okay. Well, hello, TV land. <laughs> TV land. It's just the three of us. <laughs> it's a nice little happy reunion. It is a happy reunion. It's crazy. It's like when somebody cancels, it just snowballs. And everybody else cancels. I'm like, oh, wonderful. But that's okay. Because the OGs are here. That's right. So, But anyway, I, I can't imagine this is going to take very long, but Canvas Con, <laughs> do you want to talk about some fondling? Yes, I do. Okay, so what have you been fondling? Two games this past week. Um, two games I have not talked about so far um one of them on uh playstation 3 and that is a game called tales of graces f is this japanese uh yeah it's made by namco well i mean is it is it a japanese game like it's not all released in the u.s or it, it was. It was a very, 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 very limited release. I don't even remember this game. Yeah, it was. It had no, absolute no advertising whatsoever, pretty much attached to it. Uh, no, like, um, anticipation really, except among, like, the Tilza fans. So it's like when it came out, hardly anybody knew that it even existed. And the only real reason that I even that I even knew it existed was because I kept hearing about it on uh, one of the podcasts. I kept listening to uh, Gamer Horizon. Uh, kept hearing about it and how awesome it is, and and I, it was one of those games that like each game store, like each each GameStop, got like one copy of. So it's going to be like Anarchy Reigns. Uh, except probably Anarchy Reigns probably has a lot more people looking forward to it. I don't know. I've, I've yet to meet somebody who even knows what the hell that game is. Um, I actually, I actually did, but he, he's a fight, he's like 
completely into fighting games, like, exclusively. Yeah, it's not really a fighting game. Yeah. But that's okay. But, um... I wonder if anybody knows there's no, like, real single player. <laughs> I don't know that I know what it is. I think I'm confusing it with another game, and now I can't remember. An older game. So there's a new game coming out called Anarchy Reigns. What is it? Well, it was supposed to come out in July. Um, but it comes out uh, Tuesday. Uh, it's from Platinum Games. Um, the best way I would describe it is kind of like, maybe like a Phantom Dust, where it's a third-person... Um, Melee brawler, kind of like a fighting game, mm-hmm. um, but it's online only. And it's got crazy characters in it. It's got like Bayonetta was a pre-order bonus, and other big huh. dudes like the dude from Mad World is in it. So, huh? It's only thirty bucks. It's pretty much online only. When does that come out? By the way, I need to put a pre. <laughs> I just said it comes <laughs> out Tuesday. Oh, holy crap! Yeah, it comes out. So uh, no pre-order for you, Jason. Yeah, because, well, I think you might be able to pre-order today or tomorrow and still get Bayonetta. Because you get that free if you pre-order it at GameStop. Uh, I bought it um, a long time ago, and I'll pick it up this week, and I may do, like, a video. Just do, like, a little video of it. There you go. So. But I don't know. I, I'm not, like, super excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, I saw some video <laughs> of it, and I'm like, eh, it looks all right. Yeah, it looks, uh, it's platinum, so I'm sure it plays fine. Oh. But the fact that it's kind of online only, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I think Phantom Dust, what you just mentioned, was a really good comparison. That's probably the only thing I could really think of to compare it to. God, I forgot. Yeah, Phantom Dust, man. Phantom Dust was the, that was the card one, right? Yeah, it kind of had the cards, yeah, and it was online. That game was great. Yeah, and it's... Do you know they shut the servers down, finally? Did they really? Yeah, so you can't even was play anybody it. anybody actually still playing it? I think there was, like, a small community of, like, 30 or 40 people. Or something. That was a really good game. It was very, very different, which was nice. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think you can still play it on Xbox Connect, like how, how we used to do that for the games that didn't right. have online. Yeah. I think you can still play it on that, but, yeah, the servers themselves are shut down, so... Interesting. But anyway, Tales of... Tales of Graces F. Um, F. A little bit of back history. Um, Tales of Graces was a Nintendo Wii game. And basically the F is a took the game and basically turned it into HD and added like a couple stuff here and there. But what does the F stand for? I don't know. I was going to say, because it doesn't stand for HD or PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it probably stands for uh, fan version. I don't know. but Frickin' HD? <laughs> Frickin' HD? Yeah. Frickin' HD. Here's but, your uh, Frickin' HD, now buy it. <laughs> it it actually looks, it looks really nice. Is it like animated? Um, like like anime got... style? It's got it's like a cell shading. It's like oh, a shading. Never seen a game like that before. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, but it, it looks really cool. It's got an interesting uh, color palette. It's got a lot of pastel colors. A lot of purples. A lot of pinks. Yeah, yeah. Lots of uh, light shades of all of the above. Oh, so a purple pink game. Yeah, purple, pink, blue, yellow, 
green, but, um, green horseshoes, yellow yeah. balloons. But uh, so far, that I've played this game. I'm still in a few hours of the game. Um, it, uh, I guess, uh, it's it starts it starts off with basically the main characters as being children, and uh, judging from the uh, the opening anime sequence, um, uh, it's one of those games where you you follow them from being kids to full grown adults. And, uh, they're, they're like all friends or, you know, Hey, let's be friends, you know, because maybe that's it, what the F stands for. That c- could be it. It could be friends. Tales of Grace's friends. Yeah. But, uh, Monica and Chandler in it. I was going to, I was going to say, is the music going to start playing? I'll be there for you. Tales of Grace's is in HD. Frickin' HD. Frickin' HD. HD. You you could tell from the opening anime that that when they become full grown adults that it doesn't seem like they're gonna be friendly as friendly as they were when they were children. <laughs> I don't like you no more. Yeah, just uh, just a little bit of speculation, but it looks like one of those you know coming of age stories. You know, oh, I found this mysterious girl laying in the grass who has no memory of who she is. She acts really weird. and Yeah, I think you go to jail for that. Yeah, I think you do too. Well, of course, you got the Japanese twist that she probably has some kind of hidden special power. What a twist. Yeah. Yes. She's ben Roethlisberger but... tried that defense, I think. <laughs> she has some, some kind of special power, and I'm trying to rescue her so she can save the world. In the bathroom by ourselves. <laughs> It didn't work the first time, Mr. Roethlisberger. <laughs> it's not going to work this time either. Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, the game <laughs> I like the battle system. Um, the, so it's an RPG. We, we yeah. haven't established that yet. I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's a JRPG. It's a Jerpig. Yeah, it's Jerpig. So uh, it's, uh, it's pretty fun so far. I really like it. Um, music's great. Presentation is awesome. Uh, voice acting is pretty good. Kind of hit and miss. Some of the characters are really good. Some of the characters are eh. But um, overall, so far that played. I'm like I said, I'm still in the first few hours of the game. It's uh, it, it's it's pretty good. Um, it's definitely it's definitely one that you might want to order online if, if, if you're if you're an RPG fiend, like a JRPG specifically. You might want to order this because I don't think too many copies of it were made. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the other game that I played, uh, wait for it, wait for it, is a iPhone game. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But this game, this game is one that. Everybody who owns an iPhone or an Android phone, because there's an Android version of it, everybody needs to download this. Okay. It's called Puzzle and Dragons. Puzzle and Dragons. Yep. Does it have puzzles and dragons in it? Yes. Wow. Great marketing. Basically, if I had to, like, like, 
talk about it simply. It's a combination of a dungeon crawling role playing game mixed with Bejeweled. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it was it was out in Japan. Uh, I guess it was the number one iPhone game in Japan for the last six months. It's actually so big over there that they even made commercials on television about the game. Um, uh, the graphics are really cool. Um, of course, it's a it's pretty much like a JRPG, so it's got that kind of like anime, pretty, pretty detailed anime look to it. Um, basically, you build up a party of monsters. And the monsters kind of represent each color of the, uh, like when you're doing, like, playing the bejeweled part, which is what you're mostly doing. Like, about 80% of the game is playing essentially bejeweled. And the other 20% of the game is doing basically micromanagement and, like, trading in and powering up your monsters. I'm looking at it on my phone right now. It looks like. Bejeweled meets Pokemon. Pretty much. Pokemon. Pokemon with some scantily clad women, too, apparently. Yeah, it, it kinda has all the above. It's got it's got the cute the cutesy uh silly looking creatures of like a Pokemon. It's got scantily clad <laughs> anime looking women and it's then... got misspellings. <laughs> well <laughs> it says numerous adventures await you and your treans. <laughs> I'm assuming that was what? it was supposed to say friends, but it's a T instead of an F. Nice. <laughs> Trians. Trians. But yeah, it it also has <coughs> has some really cool looking dragons. Um some cool looking boss characters I've I've thought so far. And um uh basically you just create a party of monsters. Like I said, each monster kinda represents a different color um Whenever you uh, match three or more colors, that particular monster attacks the uh, the enemy party, and you basically fight enemy parties going through this uh, dungeon. And what's cool about it is you don't have to navigate the dungeon. The dungeon just navigates on its own. It's you're basically the gameplay is the bejeweled part, but it's got this role playing game like aesthetic. Like playing over top of it. Move an orb anywhere and match the same colors. Casual gameplay. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, I love press releases. <laughs> this thing is great. Roll <laughs> because uh, I actually the other the other day I was in line waiting on food, and it was probably like a five minute wait maybe. And I played a whole dungeon in that time. It's made by Gung Ho Online Entertainment Incorporated. Yes, yeah. it's a it's a really good game, really really good. I, I I'm enjoying it. Like I said, if anybody has an iPhone or an Android phone, because there's an Android version, uh, it's it's also free. It's a free download. It's, it's got uh, in-app purchases, of course. Yeah, it it's that's for like. I don't know. For, it's for, for the magic stones because it says there's a magic stone shop. 
Uh oh. You can you can get magic stones in the game, but they're but they're really real. They're like extremely rare. Unless you want to actually pay money for them, then you That's can just. That's the way they get you. Yep. That's the way they get you, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall into that trap. So I'll, I'll probably end up playing like 500 hours, whereas like someone who pays would pay play maybe like 10, maybe. Well, I just hit download since it was free. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth playing. Um, What's it? One more time. What's the name of it? Puzzle and Dragons. Okay. It's got a four yeah. and a half star rating out of 763 ratings. Nice. Is it available on Android too? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there, uh, it, there's an Android version of it that they uh, that they talk about. I'm not for sure if it's out now, but it, gotcha. there, there is an Android version of it. If, if it's not out, it's coming out. Cool. So, right. Well, I put it on my phone, so... But uh, yeah, I've been playing that for the past few days. Um, there's even a friends list that you can build in the game, so we can exchange friend inf- information and use a use a, a friend as a guest fighter in your party. I prefer to have tree ends. Tross and Rachel, and that's right. Chandler. Where's my tree ends list? <laughs> Hanukkah. But yeah, those are that's the pretty much the only two games I played this week. Um, doing a lot of running around and stuff, so I haven't had a whole lot of time. I know that feel. Sit down, but and then when I do have the time to sit down, I just want to sleep. <laughs> but, well, hopefully you lay down before you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what are you looking forward to this week? Are you, are you going to play anything besides the Trend game? Um, I'm going to be playing more Tales of Graces F, and I also want to jump back into Persona 4. All right. Well, I guess I'll move on to the Wombats. All right, so I have only been playing one game this week, and it's Assassin's Creed 3. Um, and I'm, I'm of two minds for this game. Um, <laughs> as everyone knows, I, I'm a huge fan of the series. Um, I'm also a big fan of history, especially Revolutionary War history. So the setting for me is essentially perfect. Um, the game, I go back and forth on what I think of it, uh, because there are times when I'm playing it and I feel like it's the best of the series. Um, like when you're when you're in the the frontier with Connor and you're sort of stalking a uh, British ca- uh, convoy and you're hiding in the trees and you throw a rope dart down at somebody and then you jump down and you hang them from the tree and you're hunting animals and that kind of stuff and I during those sections I'm uh, I have a blast with it and then there are other times like for instance one of the probably eight, nine times now that I've had to restart a mission from the beginning because a glitch prevented me from proceeding. Um, Or when I'm playing one of the story missions that uh, seems a little disjointed. Uh, You know, like I said, I'm a a big fan of uh, 
early American history, um, and the, I, I can appreciate what they were trying to do with this um, to try and paint a less idealized version of the American Revolution. Um, but what they did instead was they essentially made Forrest Gump American Revolution Edition, um, where um, you know this isn't a spoiler. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, America had a revolution and declared their independence from the Britons uh, in the 1770s. Um, but uh, it's like they they just wanted to shoehorn as many events from the American Revolution as possible into the game. And put Connor there, and it it really does a disservice to the overall narrative because the, the strength of the Assassin's Creed series has always been let's put them let's put you in a historical setting but tell a story that's separate from that setting. Now, the first one had a little bit of that um, where you, you, with you know Richard Lionheart and that kind of stuff, but. Mostly, it was a separate story that took place within the framework of the Crusades. And instead of doing that here and telling a story about uh, a young Native American who happens to, whose story happens to take place at the same time as the American Revolution, they decided to make Connor a part of everything, whether it makes sense or not. Um, so what you end up with is you end up with pieces that work. Um, that makes sense in in context. Um, for example, you you end up with pieces like um, the the assassination the assassination that happens during the Battle of Lexington and Concord, um, which makes sense from a historical perspective um, to an extent within the fiction. It makes sense, and then you end up with other scenarios where. You have a Native American in full assassin's garb with a tomahawk on his belt sitting at the Second Continental Congress next to Sam Adams. Um, and nobody thinks it's uh, out of the ordinary. Um, which just, it, um, like I said, it's like Forrest Gump, American Revolution, where they just decided, hey, here's a piece of history. Um, let's make sure we get Connor in there. And it just, it doesn't flow well. Um, the other thing is you can tell that there were multiple studios working on this. And what it doesn't have that some of the early Assassin's Creed had, particularly the first one, as much as people bag on the first Assassin's Creed, you can't deny that that game had a creative vision and it had something that it wanted to accomplish. Okay, And it did that. Now, whether you thought it was repetitive or not, that's a different conversation uh, from a gameplay standpoint. But from a narrative standpoint, the first game was actually fantastic. Um, it told the story it needed to tell. It kept it um, kept it relatively small in scope. I mean, there's a huge worldwide scope to the framework of it, but they kept the story relatively focused. Um, you had the, those great conversations with people after you assassinated with them in the first one that carried over into the next couple but didn't seem to have the same dramatic importance that the ones in the first game had. And then Assassin's Creed 2 was a little more cohesive. And since then, you can tell that the creative... There, there's no defining creative vision for this series anymore. 
Um, it started to become more about, hey, let's drop a character into a historical framework and let's give you a whole bunch of side stuff to do, whether it actually makes sense or not. So what you end up with is you end up with Connor collecting almanac pages for Benjamin Franklin um, without ever having to talk to him. Um, or you end up with, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of another good example. You end up with naval missions, which, by the way, are the highlight of the game for me. Um, I, they could make an entire game out of the naval missions, and I would buy it, but doesn't necessarily make sense within the context that, hey, the assassins have a boat, and hey, Connor, you've never sailed a ship before in your life, but now you're the captain, and go out and do all this stuff. And I know there's a lot of stuff that presumably could have happened that they didn't show you, but it still seems to kind of come out of nowhere. So you have all these different pieces that work well independently but don't necessarily come together the way that they should. Um, so it's a game that I feel like had a ton of potential, does a lot of things really well, has some really great characters, does some really great character development, but just doesn't tie all of it together well. Um, and, unfortunately, they painted themselves into a corner with the whole 12-21-2012 um, thing, uh, where they had no choice but to get it out before that date. And you could tell that it was obviously rushed. Um, there's too many glitches here uh, for it not to have been. So, the more, you know, I remember reading, uh, working up to this, Ubisoft saying, you know, we've... We've got most of, we got most of the hard work out of the way a year ago. Now we've got a year um, that we could just focus test and drill it down and make sure everything was ironed out. And the more and more you play the game, the more and more you realize that that's just not that just wasn't true. Um, because if they spend a year dialing in and focusing and tweaking things, um, they need to find a new team um, because. There's a lot of stuff left over in this game that just uh, is broken, and you could tell it was rushed a bit, which disappoints me a little bit because it's it's easily one of the most ambitious games I've ever played. Um, but it seems like the kind of jump that should have waited until uh, next generation. Well, so, it also makes me wonder because they they really went a little crazy on the story. Yeah. And I, I'm not finished with it yet, but it um, you can tell the path that they're going down. And uh, I already I was unfortunately spoiled on one major aspect at the end of the story, so I already know that part too. And again, I can understand kind of you don't want to paint this uh, idealistic view of the American Revolution, but if you're going to do that, you can't just give some of the details and not other of the details. Um, and I don't know the. The um, uh, I'm mo I've spent a lot of time in the game because I do actually enjoy playing it. Uh, but from a story standpoint, I I've kind of given up. In fact, the the one thing that bothers me more than anything is they never explicitly say, "Hey, this is the signing of the Declaration of Independence." But there's a scene in there where it's very heavily implied that everybody in the room is signing the Declaration of Independence. And yet the date they give is June 16th, 1775, um, which was not even close to when the Declaration of Independence was signed. It actually was the day that George Washington was appointed uh, to be the commander-in-chief. So the it, there's just a lot of stuff in there that doesn't tie together. 
And that's my my uh, the disappointment that I have in it. I'm not necessarily disappointed in it from a gameplay standpoint. I'm just really disappointed that um, it doesn't have the same uh, narrative cohesiveness that some of the other games early in the in the series had. Not to mention, you've got some things that the early games just flat out did well um, that they've decided to change for this one and not for the better. Um, so, you know, they moved Eagle Vision to the right or the left stick in Revelations, actually. Um, and it doesn't make sense to me. They should have left it on Y. I understand that, oh, we wanted to use Y to be your secondary weapon. Well, you know what? Find another button for that because the, the whole puppeteer system worked and they changed it anyway. Um, the building up the town, you know, restoring, uh, restoring, uh, shops and that kind of stuff worked. So they did away with it and replaced it with the homestead, which is fun in and of itself, but completely different. Um, there's no real reason to upgrade any of your equipment. Um, I mean, I'm 30 plus hours in, I haven't bought any ancillary equipment at all, um, because all the stuff that I started with still works well enough. Um, so that kind of stuff uh, disappoints me a little bit. But, you know, overall, if I was reviewing it, I'd probably give it an 8 or an 8.5 because I, I do love the gameplay of it, but there's just so much stuff that I look at and I think, man, if this game would have had another 6 to 8 months, um, they could have done a lot with it. Or if we were already in the new... Uh, generation of consoles with all the extra RAM like, there's so much that they could have done that they just didn't do so um, future fondling is to finish this game and uh, and then who knows I have no idea what I'm going to do next um, I've got a laundry list of games that I haven't had a chance to play that I want to play probably uh, the forefront of that is Halo 4 because I haven't even had a chance to play it yet Um so, because I don't even own it, um, so that's probably what my next, um, I guess, focus is going to be to try and get that game from GameFly and uh, play through the single player. All right. Well, I will be interested to hear what you think when you get to the ending. Yeah, I like I said, I know a little bit about how it ends based on some spoilers that I shouldn't have seen but did. Uh, but I'm really curious to see how they get to there. So I'll let you know how it's uh what I feel about it once I get it wrapped up. I just hope that they don't they don't squander it like they did. We all know anybody who's played this series, the end of Brotherhood was probably one of the biggest holy crap moments. Yeah. Um, and they kind of play that off. Yeah, and they the thing that drives me crazy about it is they leave this huge holy crap cliffhanger out there after Brotherhood, and then they never explain it until the DLC for Revelations. Not even Revelations proper. The DLC for Revelations is what you had to play to get the full story on why it happened. Yeah, and um, if you just play crazy you, to me, if you just play a proper game, there's like one one off line. Where, yeah, and that's all you get. Yeah, one character says, "Well, this person was this," and you're like, "What?" Yeah, that just comes out of nowhere. Uh, and they do the same thing at the beginning of Assassin's Creed 3. They they bring up the same point again, and if you're not one of the people who played the Revelations DLC, which I, I didn't play it, I, I'll i be honest, I had to look it up afterwards. Um, 
but because I, I sat there and played Revelations and thought, how did this never get explained? And then when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, okay, the DLC explained it. That makes sense, I guess. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that was a major plot point for the series involving a major character, and they relegated it to DLC and a couple one-off lines. Yep. I do feel like, though, and now, granted, I haven't beat this one yet, but so far I do feel like Revelations had the most satisfying ending of the series. Um, so far, but we'll see how this one goes. All right. Um, I guess I'll talk about what I've been playing, which hasn't been a whole lot. Uh, still, I've started Vault Hunter mode on Borderlands. I'm up to 60 hours in that game. Oh, all I can think about is maxing out. I just hit 40. So, 10 more levels. Then I will max out my character. Nice. <clears throat> and I'm hoping because I guess Hammerlock, the the third DLC pack drops next week, so I'm hoping they increase the cap. He said they were working on increasing the cap, so, so I need some more skill points. Um, <clears throat> I also finally sat down with Persona 4 Golden for about two hours. Uh, finally made it to a fight <laughs> after two hours. Uh, that game is pretty good. Uh, I can definitely see myself getting into it, uh, but again, it's a portable game, so most of my playtime in that is going to be in one or two hour spurts here and there, so it could possibly take me the whole year to finish that game. Yeah, it's definitely uh, an epically long one. Yeah, and the thing is, is with portable games, I don't, you know, if I, like, right before I go to bed, I'll lay down and play for an hour or two, uh, but I won't go out of my way to play them. I don't take trips, I don't do anything like that, so there's no really any other time to play that. So that that could possibly take me the whole year, which is fine. I'm not reviewing it or anything, so I can take my time. Uh, I also downloaded a couple of the free games that were on the PlayStation Vita Plus this month, which one of them was some kind of puzzle game uh, like Marble Madness. I can't remember the name of it. It's like Chrono Volt or something like that. Um, I didn't like it at all. Uh, it's a lot like Marble Madness, but I guess if you fall, you can hold both of the back touch screens and rewind time. Um, and I sat on the second or third level, constantly rewinding time because the camera is so terrible. And then nice. I just, I just turned it off. Uh, and I also downloaded Jetpack Joyride, which if you have a Vita, go download this right now. <laughs> that good, huh? It's, it's pretty fun. It's, How it's, much is it? It's free. Oh, I mean, if you have plus, I think oh, it's yeah, I, I think plus. it's free if you don't have plus too. Nice, um, but um, it's basically just an iOS game. Uh, there's nothing fancy about it. You hold the back touchscreen to make him go up or down. Uh, if anybody's ever played Techno Kitten Adventure, same principle. Uh, and the objective is to just make it as far as you can. Uh, and it's really kind of fun, and it gets kind of addictive, and you can earn these power-ups and upgrade your jetpack and all this stuff, and it's it's pretty fun for free. It's a nice little time waste. Um, I think that's... Uh, I did play a little more Mark of the Ninja, which is fantastic. Um, played some more Hell Yeah, which is really pretty fun. Uh, you can definitely tell that it's the new year of I don't have anything to play, so I'm going to go back and play other stuff. Uh, I went back and tried to play Fez for the fourth time, uh, and I deleted it. I'm just done with that game. 
just I, I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's people say you got to beat the game in order to get to the best part of the game. Um, but I'm sorry, the regular. Wow, that that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, and I, I guess the regular vanilla game is just it's just not that interesting to me. I get real tired of collecting those blocks after about an hour or two. So, not for me. Uh, as far as future funneling goes, I will be doing Anarchy Reigns this week. Um, I don't think we're reviewing it. I, I bought it. I don't know if we're getting a copy, but I'll probably do a video just because it's one of those games nobody's going to play. Probably some people would be interested to see what it is. So I might record a video of that on Tuesday when I get it. Um, and I'll probably play some more Persona, and I'm sure I'm going to play more Borderlands because I just can't stop playing that stupid game. <laughs> just sit around, and, and, and there's a chance that I'll get Devil May Cry this week, but if not, I will definitely get it next week, and that's what's going to be my January fondling. Because I don't care what the I Hate Dante Brigade says. The demo was awesome, and I've had a lot of fun, and I'm really excited about the game. I think it looks really good. As someone who's not a fan of the series, is there anything in there that uh, would make me want to get into that one? I don't know. Um, I would try the demo. It's it's made by it's made by um, Ninja Theory, so I don't know if you ever played Heavenly Sword or Enslaved. Gotcha. Um, but the combat is really good, uh, and the level design is incredible. The story is kind of weird. I don't really know what to make of it yet, but the level design as a gamer you will truly appreciate, and you'll get that out of the demo because the demo's got a pretty, pretty substantial level to play yeah. on. So I would I would definitely go download the demo because it's it's pretty fun. Okay, if, if yeah, you, I'll check it out. Yeah, if you like third person action games, it's it's pretty good. Uh, but that's it. Uh, so, uh, actually, we'll start up the new release thing again this week. There's there's a couple. Anarchy Reigns, sitting PS3 and 360 this week. Um, Earth Defense Force 2017 Portable hits the Vita this week. Sweet. Um, and Dance Magic, which is the David Bowie game. Dance, magic, dance, magic, <laughs> dance. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Everybody born after 1985 has no idea what I was talking about. Do you know if First Defense Force is getting a physical copy, or is it going to be purely digital? Purely digital, from what I know. Okay. So, uh, which I'm kind of interested in that. I've played the other two that came out on Xbox, and they were they were mindless, stupid fun. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It, it's really going to depend on how much it is. Uh, the console versions, I think, were 20 and 40, and I felt 40 was way too much for one of them. So, I'm yeah. a, I'm probably guessing this is going to be 20, and I don't think that would be worth it for a portable version. But if it ever goes down to like 10 or 15, I would probably jump on it for that. Oh, all right. So I'll kind of dig down through the news here. There's there's a few things going on. Obviously, the big story is THQ. Um, the 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 firm that came in. I guess there's a trial starting today. Uh, and there's a bunch of people interested in buying the assets, and one of the biggest bidders right now is Warner Brothers. So, relatively soon, we could hear that South Park and Saints Row or Metro and <clears throat> Company of Heroes uh, belong to Warner Brothers, which 
if you remember, they're the ones that bought out most of Midway's assets, and they did well with that. So, Warner Brothers could be secretly building themselves up to be one of the bigger gaming companies. So, it'll be interesting to see where those <clears throat> IPs go. I definitely want to know what's going to happen with Saints Row, and obviously South Park. And with Metro being pretty much near completion, you think somebody that bought that IP would just kind of put it out and be done with it. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine by me, I just want to play the game. So, uh, But we'll see what happens with THQ. Another one, another big company that I've known most of my gaming life to be gone. Yeah. <sighs> I hate hearing about it. Yeah. Uh, Sony is reportedly working on a cable rival. Multimedia TV channel service. Uh, they're in uh, major... They're in active negotiations with two major content companies. So pretty soon maybe we'll have Sony TV. Nice. Uh, one of the biggest stories this week was the patent that Sony filed for... Blocking used games for their next generation console. Um, I, I, I read quite a few people talking about this, uh, and obviously GameStop shares tumbled after hearing about the announcement. But the funny thing is, is that Sony already has this technology. Um, yeah, the fact that they patented it may mean that it's in the next console. Um, but if you uh, if you buy any of the cross buy games, um. That disc has a Vita version on there, and it literally, when you install it, it's a one-system deal. So it will only work on one system. So it's not like the technology didn't exist already. It's just a question of whether or not they'll make it standard in their next console. I don't know. If they do, it's going to be huge. Because I'm sure Microsoft will follow some sort of suit uh, and do the same thing. And then that basically means that used games will... Resort to classics. Hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, speaking of broken consoles, the Wii U. <laughs> uh, if you if you trade the system in and you have digitally purchased games on it, even if you've wiped your Nintendo Network account, people can re-download those games for free. They are not tied to your account. They are tied to your console. Nice. Interesting. So... If you buy a used Wii U, make sure you go to the store and see what people have purchased. No doubt. Because <laughs> you could get some free games. Uh, Demon Souls is hitting PSN this week. Downloadable. Uh, 20 bucks. It's a pretty good deal. That yeah, is a pretty good deal. So I, I'm amazed that game is still rocking. They still got the servers up. They still do the white and black uh, events. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Activision has removed all of James Bond's games from Steam and Xbox 360, the downloadable versions. Huh. We're not sure if this is because they are getting rid of the license or because I, I can't think of any other reason. That's got to be it. They they have the license through 2014, but after the last couple of disappointments... Um, Goldeneye wasn't a disappointment. It was good. It just wasn't great. But uh, 007 Legends was... Ouch. 
So they may be getting rid of the license, obviously, because they can't make money on it, which can't blame them for that. But yeah, I don't know. I still like the one that Bizarre Creations made, which was Bloodstone. That one was really good. Uh, Bioshock Ultimate Rapture Edition is coming out on the 14th of this month. Uh, it's for 360, PS3. It includes Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and all of the DLC for both games and a museum of orphaned concepts. So if you've, if you've never played Bioshock, this is pretty good. Pretty good deal. So you can get everything. Uh, Bioshock 2, love it or hate it. Minerva's Den DLC is incredible, and the first Bioshock is still amazing. So, if you've never played them, thirty bucks for both games and all the DLC is pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> Nintendo has pretty much said that there's going to be a Pokemon announcement on January eighth. Uh, most people are pretty much saying it's either going to be a new 3DS game or a new Wii U game. Hmm. So, I guess we will find out on Tuesday. Catch them all all over again. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you caught them all before. Now catch it again. Now catch them all again. Wreck-It Ralph has a, uh, a release date for DVD and Blu-ray. We'll hit in March. Standard stuff with Disney DVDs. You'll get the regular, the 3D version, the physical version, the digital version. You know, all that good stuff. That was such a great movie. I have yet to see was it. Was it? I didn't get a chance to see it yet. Yeah, it it was awesome. I have to check it out when it comes out on Blu-rays. And not just because of the video game stuff, but it actually had a really good story too. Um, did you guys see the Walking Dead first-person shooter trailer that came out this week? No, it's fake. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, uh, they they put out this trailer and a bunch of news stories reported on it and were showing it and they're like, "Oh my god, this looks absolutely terrible." And then it turned out to be fake, which made all the news sites look stupid because they didn't bother to do any research. Nice. So, that's pretty funny. Christmas time, 30 million people downloaded Angry Birds. (laughs) Uh, Minecraft uh, sold 500,000 on Christmas Day on Xbox Live and is now at 5 million total game sales. Wow. So, that's pretty nuts. That is pretty nuts. Uh, Tomb Raider got announced to have multiplayer. And the internet exploded. Why would you make a single player game have multiplayer? Yeah. God of War says hello. (laughs) Every single player game released in the last five years says hello. Exactly. So, there you go. Tomb Raider will have multiplayer. We'll find out more about it in the coming weeks. I'll tell you what, Tomb Raider can't get a break. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I hear you. That game has got nothing but bad press since it was announced. Everything yep. from the <laughs> the whole... You want to protect her? Yeah, do you want to protect her stuff to the just uh, multiplayer and... Uh, like, I've seen a couple of write-ups on hands-on previews for it, and people are like, oh, this is not that good. I don't know. I'm still excited for it. I hope it's good. But we will find out in March, <laughs> along with everything else. Yeah. Whew. I want to talk about March right now. 
so many good games coming out. I actually think March is better than November this year. <laughs> so, ah, but that's it. That's all the big news. Uh, I do have one email. No tweets. So, like I said, it's going to be a short show. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the email comes from Antonio. He says, hope you guys had a good New Year's. Uh, unfortunately, it was the worst of my life. Oh, that sucks. He came down with the flu for the first time ever. Started on Sunday or started on Saturday, lasted till Thursday. Ugh. Uh, my my body completely shut down. With even the simple act of peeing, made me want to collapse. Wow. Yeah, that's the flu. Yeah. Uh, I didn't shower or barely eat, and not one square of tissue was used in the bathroom for those five days. <laughs> uh, if I was in my elder years, it probably would have killed me. Worst sickness I've ever experienced, and I wouldn't even wish it on John. <laughs> Uh, now I understand why the news media makes a big deal out of it every year. What's the worst sickness you guys have ever experienced? Uh, for me, it was food poisoning. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, I'm there I got with food you. poisoning one time, and I was that was a disaster. Granted, it didn't last multiple days; it was only basically 24 hours. But man, it was bad. Yeah, uh, uh, that was that was the worst sickness I've ever had. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I can actually tell you where it came from, and I will tell you to this day, I have not been able to go back there. Is, uh, it took me a long time to go back to where I got mine. Yeah, I got mine from Arby's. Um, nice. And I have yet to go back there. And this has been over a year ago that this happened, but, yeah, I ate there one night. I woke up the next morning. I was literally up all night sick, and then the next morning I woke up. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. Just constantly getting sick all day. It took me... 16 hours before I could eat anything, and the only thing I could eat was uh, 7-Up and crackers. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I have ever felt that bad in my life. Yeah, that's pretty awful. <sighs> Let's see. Um, I, I I usually get the flu maybe every maybe three, four years or so. Um, the last time was... Uh, Pretty much around this time last year, about a year ago, had a really bad um, meal at um, a, a uh, Perkins. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know why you went there in the first place. Yeah, that just seems like <laughs> that just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I uh, I got the um, buffalo chicken wrap, which literally <sighs> had chicken. Buffalo sauce, and I think a couple shreds of lettuce wrapped in a tortilla. A tortilla? And, uh, oh my god, when I, I, I'll put, I'll put you this way. After throwing that stuff up, um, and spending the whole night awake going to the restroom every 20 minutes like clockwork, it was literally every 20 minutes. (laughs) For the whole entire night, I didn't, I didn't feel confident in actually sleeping until the sun was coming up, <laughs> and then I kind of slept for a few hours, and it was kind of, it was kind of dying down. But for like the whole night, I was going to the restroom every twenty minutes, I, and after throwing that stuff up, to this day, 
whole year later, I still don't want to have anything with buffalo sauce on it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't know why you went to Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably mistake number one. Oh man, I haven't been able to eat there since I was a kid. I mean, if if I was actively trying to get food poisoning, <laughs> I would probably go to Perkins. Yeah, that, that'd be my first choice. Like, yeah, I want to get sick this weekend. Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that's. I'll tell you what, it's it makes me sad that I have yet to eat a roast beef sandwich in over a year. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah, like I've had a couple roast people. Yeah, a couple people recommend. They're like, "Hey, you want to go to lunch?" I'm like, "Yeah, where you want to go? Arby's?" No, I am not thinking Arby's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all the emails. Uh, I checked Twitter one more time. Well, I didn't see anything. I did tweet out. I know that it's... Uh, oh, oh, we got one. It's from SquiffyV2. It says, hope you guys had a good Christmas and New Year. Is this the year for new hardware? And thanks for recommending Breaking Bad. You are welcome. That's a wonderful show. Uh, new hardware. i watched that show. Yeah, you should. It's on... Uh, do, you guys, do you guys have Netflix? No. Oh, I was going to say, all the first four seasons are on there. Such a wonderful show. But anyway, new hardware. Yes. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to happen. Um, I, I've said it a couple times on this podcast, and I'll say it again. Sony is running a promotion event at the end of February called PlayStation Destination or something like that. That's when they're going to announce PS4. I'd almost guarantee it. Mm. Uh, and Microsoft, if anybody was paying attention to Major Nelson this week, he posted a countdown to E3, and it literally just had the tagline. It just said, and it's on. Nice. Yeah, by <coughs> by June we will know both of the new consoles are coming this year. It's going to be a battle royale like like the good old days. Well, you know that developers have got to be getting antsy for them to announce it because they can't announce their games until they right. an- announce this hardware. And there's probably just a bunch of companies sitting on games that they can't announce. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm just being prepared to be blown away. I I hope that there's something in there for everybody. I will be interested to see how this comes out because I'm gonna tell you this right now: Nintendo did nothing. Mm, they had yeah. that year head start, and they've pretty much blown it. If I look at the release list for the Wii U, there are three games on it. Well, I mean, Nintendo never really reveals their hand. Are just kind of like, oh, uh, in two months from now, this 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 game's coming out. You know, yeah. well, they're going to need something besides Rayman Legends, Amazing Spider-Man, and the Crudes to sell me a new piece of hardware. Monster Hunter Man, which still has no release date over here. It's March. Mm. Supposed to be March. It's supposed to be March, but is Monster Hunter a system seller in the U.S.? No. Uh, no, uh, not, no, not really, but I think it could be the coming out party for Monster Hunter. Uh, that requires a console that most people own. I think, I think that the Wii U, um, I think by the time Monster Hunter comes out, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, it still makes Wii U sound pathetic while I was about ready to say, crap. That's why you can't win. 
it's it it disappoints me. They really dropped the ball. Um, and at this point in the year, when we have some of the biggest games coming out in this generation hitting, and none of them are coming to the Wii U, that speaks volumes to me. Well, I'm thinking Wii U might actually have a lot of other games that probably won't be coming out for anywhere else. Maybe. I don't know. Well, they better start announcing them. That's all I'm going to say right now. Because as soon as Sony announces the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo or uh, Microsoft announces their new Xbox, mm-hmm. everybody done forgot about the Wii U. Yeah. I will say this. Wii U is definitely not going to be... Uh, you're definitely not going to be comparing the graphic capabilities. That sure. I don't even care about the graphics. The graphics aren't even the big deal to me. It's the games, man. It needs games. It's yeah. Like, it's like the Vita. The Vita is my favorite handheld. It has no games. Yeah, but they're starting. They're starting to rectify that. A yes, bit. yes, they are. And I hope Sony sticks behind it and announces a bunch of stuff at E3. Totally. Yeah. Because I love my Vita, like playing Persona yeah, on it too. and stuff. I mean, I, I love that system. Yeah, too. It just it really needs some more games, and Call of Duty didn't do it because Call of Duty was terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The two the the two main Vita games I'm really looking forward to are uh, the new Fantasy Star Online and Sacrifice, which is a Fantasy Star Online type of game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, that's gonna be sweet. Yeah, I I love my Vita, but it needs some games. But the, thing, the funny thing is, is I think the Wii U needs games worse than the Vita does. Yeah, I would even pay for the original Fantasy Star Online to get ported to Vita. Yeah, me too. That game was fantastic. Yeah, I don't see why they can't do it. Yeah, I don't see why they couldn't either. Just get Sega to sign off. Yep. Uh-huh. Sega's got a new Fantasy Star too, so. Alright, but that's it. So yeah, look forward to hardware. It's going to be a busy year for us. Yes, indeed. Lots of new games coming out, and then you basically end your run with The Last of Us and Grand Theft Auto, and then you start preparing for the onslaught of new game systems. Yep. Mm. Yep. So, 2013, man, could be a great year. It's definitely going to be a game changer. We'll see. I'm, I'll be interested to see how these consoles sell. I'll, I'll be interested to see if the people claiming that tablets and phones have taken over really do take away from the sales of these consoles. Um, I do have kind of a like a what if scenario. Like, what if, um, what if the new Xbox uses Connect? almost as an exclusive way to control the system. That wouldn't shock me. I, I do yeah. know that there is a connect built into the new system. There's no way that they won't do that. Yeah. yeah. But then at the same time, <coughs> what if what if the uh, the new PlayStation system may, uh, makes you wear um, glasses uh, for no. like a I heard I heard two I heard two two rumors. One rumor is VR glasses, kinda like the Oculus Rift. Um the other rumor is that it'd be glasses that display digital um overlay information instead of a hub. Yeah, it's it'd be kinda like you'd still see the game on the T V 
but you'd see all the stats and like other info like floating on your glasses. Like mm. if you're playing like a role playing game, you'd see your like your hit points, your level, you know, all the info will be on the glasses, but the the graphics of the game would be on the TV. And I imagine those would be pretty pricey. Yeah. I mean, considering how expensive just active 3D glasses are. Yeah, tell me about it. 50 bucks a you pop? Start, you start incorporating digital screens into them, it's going to get real expensive. Especially if you want to play with more than one person on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> PS3 release release price says hello. <laughs> yeah. 599 US dollars. Yep. Better get. You want to work a second job. <laughs> of course you do. So you, can, that's, that's so you can buy Genji. <laughs> time, time, times are worse nowadays. Now you'd have to have three or four jobs to afford it. <laughs> I don't know. I I think both of these console manufacturers need to put those systems out at four ninety nine or less. Yeah, same here. I think I think five is the absolute highest that they could price their systems, especially considering how the market is and you know how 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 phones are and you know tablet craze and then on top of that you know people don't want to spend five six hundred bucks on something that just is a game system nowadays uh, in the mainstream i mean you know people like us we'll dish the money out but but you know people won't (laughs) (laughs) i mean I, i love video games but i can't afford that yeah so i mean the uh, uh, if these systems launch that high, <coughs> I'm not going to be able to buy it. Yeah, I'm I'm already predicting they're going to be at least higher than Wii U. Well, they'll have to be. I mean, 360, the highest price point when it launched was what 399. Yep. And yeah. then, of course, PlayStation 3 was 599, which was just insane. That's just too much, man. I mean, you whether it's the lowly model because you know there'll be multiple models. They yeah. need, they need one at three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll find out in a few months. Well, probably not because they won't announce the price. Right. So we won't know the price until probably two months before it comes out. Yeah, they'll play chicken on price. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that should be fun. Oh, uh, that's it. Unless. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, so Jason, you can do your shout-outs. All right. A big old shout-out to the Front Tours Gamer Radio Podcast. Uh, shout-out to the Red Sun Gamer Podcast. And last but not least, the Phoenix Down podcast. Yeah, they're doing Metro right now. That game's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm excited for Last Light, so... I I really kind of want to go back and play 2033, but looking at my schedule for February, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Like, freaking big games in February. It's nuts. Yep. All right. Well, that's it. So, Mr. Khan, if you want to take us out for what could be our shortest show in a while, 
All right. Um, a short show deserves a short bagak, so it'll be something like this.